0: Health Naturally is the name of the game, and Dennis Stewart is here, a sport coat and all. Good afternoon, Dennis.
1: Oh, How are you, Mark? You look very trendy in your black T-shirt.
0: It's always a black T-shirt, oh, jeans. Yeah. Um, like Inspector Gadget, you open up the wardrobe and there's just the same thing. I thought it was making a statement. <laughs> it kind of is. Look, uh, that's kind of the statement you want to make today, yeah. is uh, yeah. the whole COVID thing has been around for you know, a few years now. And I reckon that in that time, you've observed a lot of different attitudes and thoughts on all mm, of that. Mm. And you would like to share a little bit of that with us today. It's a very
1: interesting topic to take up and a little bit provocative, but I'm sure listeners will be fascinated with what I've observed over the last two years, seeing many, many patients and clients who have been concerned about COVID, the approach to COVID and what they can do as individuals to resist the
0: virus first up we're heading to caves beach with vicky vicky you've had your shoulder in the fridge by the sound of things
2: i definitely have for about three years mark
0: (laughs) three
1: years you've had a frozen shoulder have you vicky okay
2: it's um i would say that it it has improved i couldn't i couldn't lift my hands to wash my hair i can kind of i'm starting to almost get there and i think it is is improving but um Vicky, a lot of you've and, yeah. had
1: a lot of physio, have you?
2: Yep, yep. And
1: okay, yep. have you had the, the cortisone injection?
2: No,
1: no. Okay, has your doctor suggested that or mentioned it to you?
2: Um, have mentioned it, but my, my physio seems to think that I, that if I just keep going with trying okay. to, make it, 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 it'll it'll okay.
1: really, will well, come. If you're getting some improvement using physiotherapy, that's good. I'm a great fan of hands-on work for a condition like yeah. this, a frozen shoulder. But yeah. um, years ago, when uh, many years ago now, when I uh, was practicing acupuncture, and by yeah. the way, I was the first to practice it in Newcastle, but this goes way, way back. Um, yeah. I used to very successfully use acupuncture for addressing a problem like this. And okay. um, it didn't take long in many cases to see the shoulder, fr- um, how can you call it, become more mobile now, yeah, now yeah. does it work in every case no um, it and is it painful not necessarily and yeah. a good uh, many acupuncturists these days are yeah. using needle techniques acupuncture or dry needling as they call it uh, yeah. raise it with your therapist i would yeah. be i would be very keen to he suggest did. that yeah he, up- does, he does put
2: needles He does put needles good. me but i don't know whether it's dry needling or acupuncture exactly but every okay. time he does he, he, he's a mobile physio that comes
1: from a oh, home great okay but, well yeah, he, he may well needles be needles he, he may well be using um that technique of yeah. um loosening up the musculature by uh, yeah. relaxing the tissue and acupuncture therapy or needle therapy is capable yeah. of doing that the other yeah. thing the other thing is i'm a, a great exponent of the oldest uh, traditional system of healing known, which is just straight-out massage therapy. Okay. And massage therapy it was one of those things that many, many years ago I used to practice also in conjunction with my acupuncture, and I used used to use the infrared light. Um, okay, and yeah. they are unfortunately not as popular as they no. were when I started practice, and yet, uh, to use the expression, I swear by the benefit of yeah. the infrared ray lamp Mentioned yeah, that.
2: that. The parents used. Their parents used to have one, Absolutely. and mum, actually, my mum had a frozen shoulder yeah. at about the same age yeah. that I got it. Yeah, which well, is well,
1: fun. Well, think about that. Sometimes, you, well, these days you can pick them up very inexpensively um, yeah. from a pharmacy or a supplier. I'd suggest you also consider that. And if you haven't used a preparation containing arnica and Capsicum, you're yeah. miss, you're missing out on a great benefit. Uh, okay. There are products in the marketplace that incorporate uh, capsicum, what's called the oleo resin of capsicum, and yeah. the herb arnica, um, and they are excellent products. Your pharmacy or health food store would know uh, what I'm talking about. There is, yeah. a, there is a credible uh, physiological uh, and scientific explanation as to, the, as to how those two herbs, when yeah. applied to tissue that's in spasm, Carry out a a very reliable and understandable release of the tissue. So there are a couple of things. You're in good hands with your physio, but mention to him what I have said. uh, More needle therapy or acupuncture. Think also and discuss with him the infrared ray lamp. Your parents proved its benefit, and also don't overlook the products containing, topical products containing arnica and and capsicum, your pharmacy or health food store would have them and know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, I actually went out to the thermal pools at Moree and I think that's given me a bit of relief. I haven't got pain, it's just that... It's just that... i had pain early in the episode, but it's just the the lack of movement. all, all, All
1: those things that I've mentioned, I'm sure will uh, further encourage the healing that seems to be taking place.
0: All right, best of luck with that, Vicky. And Dennis, I'm just thinking right now, I'm just yes. picturing you doing your your massages there, the infrared <laughs> light, some aromatic candles, oh, nice they, soothing, yeah. soothing and, music, and, and a and, towel a, for modesty. And,
1: and, a, and a long, <laughs> a lot of hair. <laughs> Those were the days. They really were. Those were the days.
0: Heading to Stockton, and good afternoon, Claire. Some itchy skin. What's going on there?
2: Um, it just comes on randomly and um, it's unbearable. So I've tried cold packs on it. That doesn't work. Okay.
1: Claire, have, so you, have you have yep, you have you had uh, it investigated?
2: I have asked the doctor, okay. and they haven't. They said um, to take antihistamines.
1: Okay. And do antihistamines help you? Ah, uh, they do. Okay. That implies that there is an allergy behind the itch and it might be useful for you to discuss with your general practitioner, the possibility of a referral to an allergist that might be able to locate the one or two things that might be triggering it. Not always is that successful, but you need um, to to raise it with him. But I will pass on a couple of things that could be of help to you. Um, I talk frequently on the program about bioflavonoids. Now, one bioflavonoid is known as quercetin. Write it down if you have a pencil and paper. Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Quercetin is a bioflavonoid, and in conjunction with the enzyme bromelain, um, it is remarkable in its benefits on the skin, particularly where pruritus or itch, as you refer to it, is the dominant symptom. So if you haven't used a preparation containing quercetin and bromelin, you should try it. It's not expensive. It's very safe, very, very safe. And quercetin is known in our profession to be a specific substance for addressing skin conditions characterized by allergy and itch. The other thing I would suggest is that you uh, begin to use uh, for relief purposes preparations with some pine tar in it. Now, I'm a great fan of pine tar preparations. They helped me as a very young man when I battled eczema, which is a terribly itchy condition, as you could imagine. Your pharmacy stocks products that are well-known and inexpensive, both to be used in the shower or to be used in the bath or to be applied subsequent to bathing. They give remarkable itch uh, relief, I should say, for an itch that resists any other therapy. It's not the resolution of it, but it will give you relief, uh, and perhaps uh, followed up by an antihistamine might give you a better night's sleep. And that if you start, if you try my recommendation of quisetin and Bromelin as oral medication, you're doing a few things that might give you a head start. All right, best of
0: luck, Claire, and uh, super quick, Betty at Wallsend, you are passing on some thank you to Dennis today?
2: Yes, I certainly am. Thank you very much, Dennis. I'm the old girl that had a problem with falling hair, losing a hair. Oh, yes, yes. My only redeeming feature. <laughs> and a, you told me about cysteine, isn't
1: it? Yes, that's right.
2: Yes, well, I took them and my hair is back to normal. Well, there you go. So thank you very much. I feel a lot more confident now. Well, well going that's at...
1: good, isn't it? That's good. Look, I yes. appreciate it. It's a very common, um, very common condition uh, and it can be very distressing.
2: Um, that is, it's
1: embarrassing. And, and now that now that you're retrieving it, it'll have a big effect on your confidence in yourself. And, yes, and I, I do. And I'm glad, glad I've contributed to it, Betty. Thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you. Thank you Betty. Betty, you'll be out dancing on a Friday and Saturday night now. We expect yeah, to see so we, you. They
2: still have the Palais open. <laughs> oh, if
0: only.
1: Oh, if only. I remember that, Betty. I remember the Palais.
0: Oh, dear. Well, none, nonetheless, we nonetheless, uh, Betty, you'll be painting the town red, that's for sure. Dennis, I, I know people don't do their job to get uh, acknowledged and thank you, Pat, no, on the back, no, but, no, but no, gee, it's nice to get it, nonetheless.
1: Oh, it's always good to get positive feedback but uh, yeah that's very nice of Betty and I appreciate that
0: Yeah, all feedback is good especially yeah, if it is good look you never know what you're going to get on a program like this you just never know what you'll wake well, up and walk into we started off
1: with a frozen shoulder and then we looked at some uh, blossoming hair
0: well I thought is that, is that like a shoulder of, of <laughs> lamb or pork or something
1: <laughs> is that oh, where Mark. we're going to
0: it's lunchtime.
1: Yeah, well, if you're getting close to it. You'll become more medical as time goes on. Yeah,
0: although to be to be honest, I did squeeze in half of my lunch. I, I downed my peanut butter sandwich. Did a, you? A couple of, yeah. Oh, you want to watch the peanut mate? You a guy like you? You might be become allergic to it. No, 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 definitely, <laughs> no definitely not. Definitely not. Now that could, allergies, they write that down. There's a topic for down the road. Oh,
1: mate, what a what a topic. What a topic! (laughs) What a topic!
0: I I know that um, I know we want to get into the Dennis's COVID stuff as well, so we we want to try and sort of spend a bit of time on that. I know I'm kind of stalling a little bit because we want to really try and get to a couple of these calls as well. um, Yeah, before we have to sort of dip out of and come back. But look, again, we don't know what we're going to get. So uh, again, thanks so far, so far to Vicky, Claire, and Betty. Uh, We thank you so much. And uh, if you have a question for Dennis today, uh, the number is 49216216. And uh, we'll just make our way throughout the remainder of Health Natural. Of course, um, talking travel, Dennis, that's coming up in half an hour. Italy, New Zealand and Japan. That's where, um, that's where Sally's going today. So get your passport ready, okay? I've been to Japan. Great place. Good afternoon, Cheryl Sharon at Mayfield. Uh, you're with Dennis right now, Sharon?
2: Hi. Um, just wondering if there's any natural therapies available for the treatment of low neutrophils.
1: Oh, neutrophils, okay. Um, well, first of all, and you, you, we should explain to listeners that neutrophils are a, a component of your white blood cells and ha- have a lot to do with your resistance and, uh, and your ability to fight infection, etc. cetera. Um, if you have low neutrophils, N-E-U-T, by the way, neutrophils, You uh, presumably have been investigated by your doctor?
2: I have, and all my readings come back as low.
1: Okay. Uh, Have you had any recent uh, significant viral infections?
2: Well, none since we've been shut down with COVID, but uh, I did go away on the weekend and come back with a head cold, which I haven't had for some time.
1: Okay. Have you had glandular fever recently?
2: No, I've never had that.
1: And your doctor's never picked up, therefore, what's called the Epstein-Barr virus? No, they
2: don't generally believe in that.
1: Uh, Well, I think more and more doctors uh, accept the Epstein-Barr virus and what we call glandular fever. I'd be surprised if they didn't. The reason I'm asking that is that uh, my experience, I'll catch that in in that language, uh, my experience has been that viruses such as the glandular fever virus can... Uh, leave their dent, if you like, on the immune system, and that would show up to some degree in in uh, alterations in your white blood cells. Um, my approach for this condition, particularly if it lingers, is to recommend that patients go on to uh, f- treatments or, or herbs, particularly led by the herb astragalus. Now, really? astragalus is referred to in in Western terminology as a blood builder. And that terminology is based on the Chinese understanding that there are a group of remedies that can retrieve or improve the blood profile. And so we've taken on that and Astragalus uh, and companion remedies that frequently come in a formulation known as Astragalus 8 or Astragalus Forte, uh, have shown remarkable ability in my many years of prescribing and recommending and teaching the benefit of this approach in retrieving uh, blood profiles. It may be in your situation, by the way, that it retrieves itself and, and that may be why your doctor's at this stage is just just monitoring it for you. But if if I were in your situation, I would discuss with him or your pharmacist uh, going on to an astragalus-based formulation uh, and giving it a try, if it's going to do anything, uh, you should notice some reasonably prompt result. Um, But as I say, the result may be just based on your own uh, immune system addressing the problem and retrieving the situation. But I always recommend uh, the herb astragalus and its companions for uh, something like a, a white blood cell uh, condition that has just occurred, likely to be virally based, virally based, and um, I would be recommending
0: that, Sharon. All right, best of luck with that, Sharon. Good afternoon, uh, Michael. G'day there, Michael. Uh, you have a question on stomach implant today. Yes,
3: yeah, uh, a bit of a stomach complaint, <laughs> not an implant. Um, yeah, mate, I've had this for going on for uh, quite a while, mm-hmm. where, uh, and I've been... Uh, been under some gastroenterologists good, two good. of them as a matter of fact. Good. No one seems to be able to
1: okay.
3: find out what's causing this habit. And what okay. happens is I just start to vomit for no reason at all. Yes.
1: Yes.
3: And it happens within seconds. Like I could be doing anything the next minute I'm throwing up. Okay. And it's been going on for quite a while, Dennis, and I'm I'm just about peeved off <laughs> of course. and I just wondering if you'd be able okay. to
1: are there have any at all? have you noticed any triggers to this uh, vomiting tendency, Michael, any any particular foods, or is it after food when you vomit, or before food? No, uh,
3: uh, mate, it, it can be any time. I, I can wake up in the morning and just get out of bed, and it'll happen. Other times, it's later in the afternoon. And yes. no, nothing seems that I've okay. sort of I've had kept a bit of a diary as to right. as to uh, what's going on with it. But how, uh,
1: long, how long have you been experiencing these symptoms, Michael? Done? okay well look um it, it, what i'm going to say now is fairly general but it's very safe and has a good basis to my recommending it to you there are three herbs used in what's called western uh, herbal medicine uh, interestingly the one that is most prominently used particularly based on the german usage of it and the documentation given to it by the great uh, medical herbalist and, and general practitioner, Dr. Ludolf Weiss, uh, is the herb chamomile. Now, chamomile is often thought of as being a gentle remedy to take and give to kids to make them go to sleep. I've never really found it that successful there, but based on my understanding of, Vi- of Weiss's explanation in his excellent book, from which I've lectured for the last 25 years, chamomile has a credible pharmacological explanation as to how it has a sedative effect on aberrant gastrointestinal activity, both from the stomach right through to the large bowel. And when I'm talking about chamomile, I'm talking about using it uh, continuously and ideally in a regulated dose form such as the fluid extract. If I were treating this condition with my herbs, I would be wanting to prescribe something that would incorporate a standardized extract of uh, Matricaria, which is the botanical name for chamomile, but I would also I would also append to it a herb that is known by uh, English herbalists, of which uh, I'm a member of the camp, so to speak, and there is a herb called black whorehound. Botanically, it's known as bolota nigra. It is well documented in the British herbal pharmacopoeia, and one of its major characteristics is that it is an nauseant and is particularly used... Uh, for emotional um, episodes of, of vomiting uh, people that get themselves wound up but it will work in many other cases where nausea and vomiting are the dominant symptoms I would, okay. be, I would be wanting if I were in your situation where there's no other assistance being given to you I would be suggesting that you discuss it with your medical managers if that's what you want to do it's uh, very safe what I'm recommending but certainly uh, a dose-related, when I say dose-related, uh, the treatment would be useless unless it's based on the concentrated okay. extracts in the right dosage, uh, a, a treatment based primarily on uh, chamomile and black whorehound, they're the common names for it, in my opinion would be worthwhile giving a trial. Okay, uh, all the stuff to
3: be available at your uh your shop at Landon,
1: isn't it? Uh, yes, it would be, but uh, wherever you are, um, uh, go so try first in your pharmacy. If not, the things that I mention are always available in my rooms at Lamb.
0: Thank you very much, Michael. All the best there. Dennis, before we uh, keep moving, we had a couple of inquiries uh, come through on the name of the hair loss product. Mm. Uh, a couple of folks miss missed the name. So the treatment that you looked at before, I knew something like this would happen. Hair loss? What was the name of that treatment well, again?
1: The, the, the thing about hair loss is every case is um, individual, put it that way. But one of the major remedies that I have recommended and and prescribed for many years is a particular preparation of silica. And the preparation is known as a celloid, C-E-L-L-O-I-D. It's a Blackmore's product. No one else makes them, so I have no problem in mentioning that. It spearheads an approach um, that is sometimes needing to be... um, reinforced by other supplements but the essential starting base is a celloid known as uh, s79 a weird name but that's the code name for a particular preparation manufactured for many many years by the good australian company blackmores which i always put into any treatment for hair loss particularly in women sometimes it needs to be augmented by companion remedies there is in fact an Asian remedy known as bringaraj in in Sanskrit. I'd be the only um, herbalist using it. And it is known in Ayurvedic medicine as the ruler of the hair. And so sometimes I will prescribe that Asian remedy, uh, depending upon how the uh, nutritional treatment goes with the treatment spearheaded by silica.
0: Good afternoon, Steve. Uh, Now you're up with Dennis now uh, from Warners Bay. You have a COVID question.
3: I could just see you dancing on the on the table there. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: <laughs> you'd need to look back a fair way.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. The Palais days, mate. Yeah, well, <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe. Yeah, it may be. How are we going to help you, Steve?
3: Okay, mate. Uh, a quick question. Sorry, uh, yeah, I've just got over COVID.
1: Oh dear. Yes,
3: yes, yes. Um, after two and a half years of not getting it, anyway, that's another story. Uh, I'm currently taking quarantine vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, magnesium and oregano tablets to boost my immune system back up. It's left with an annoying cough and a bit of phlegm.
1: Yeah. Look, Um, uh, you've got some of the good things there. Um, But what I have said on this program when we've discussed um, nutritional supplements for helping COVID via strengthening the immune system, I've frequently mentioned the excellent book written by Dr. Sandra Cabot, on corona and other viruses. I have been so impressed with that book that I have made it available uh, from my rooms in New Lambton. It's very economically priced, very economically priced. It is a very useful book and written sensibly with some good information and some basic explanations about viruses, particularly COVID. So I would suggest to you and all listeners that are interested in addressing even the after effects of COVID, particularly things like long COVID, um, get hold of Cabot's book. As I've said, if you can't get it anywhere, it's available at my rooms and it's very reasonably priced. Now, note the page, page 62 in that text has five supplements which are foundational, um, according to Dr Cabot, in strengthening the immune system, which is essentially the natural medicine approach to addressing... Uh, COVID, both prophylactically and also the after effects of it. Now, get hold of that. You're on some good things there, most of which are covered uh, by Dr Cabot on page 62 of that book. But the thing to note is that my reading, and I've done a lot of reading, and even before I left home this morning to come to the studio, I refreshed myself on aspects of a landmark work entitled The Truth About COVID-19, written yep. by the American Dr. Joseph Macola and his colleague, Roddy Cummins. This is available from a local bookshop. It's a book that, in my opinion, needs to be read particularly uh, by all the cynics who mock people uh, uh, about uh, this, uh, this virus. These two writers and this book expose a lot that is not emerging about COVID, uh, they would even say, uh, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but they would even say a cover up. But in that book, in that book, more importantly, are some suggestions about uh, nutritional supplements, which tend to reinforce uh, some of what I've said about that, which is in Dr. Sandra Cabot's book. And one of the supplements that's very, very big in this rather radical and controversial text, which I rather like, by the way, but I'm not going to elaborate on why I like it. I'll get myself right. into trouble. But um, the, the Americans are very, very big on using quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. I have used it many, many years for many, many conditions, but on page 104 of the text, The Truth About COVID-19 by McCullough and Cummins, a book uh, readily available, by the way, at good bookshops uh, around yep. Newcastle. quercetin uh, is explained in very sensible uh, medical terminology that lay people can understand as to why it's referred to as a powerful immune booster and a broad spectrum antiviral. And you need to read that page. Um, I'm not suggesting you, you just purchase the book to read that page. Well, but well. that book will uh, reiterate my enthusiasm for recommending to many of my patients today that the use of quercetin, usually in conjunction with bromelain. Now, that's an important point because in many references, it is argued that quercetin gets the best result when it is mixed with a synergist and the synergist most popularly used is the bromelain enzyme. Hence, I refer that and prescribe it in my practice very, very frequently for people with many conditions, particularly those that are wanting to do something about uh, resisting uh, the virus. Uh, Many, many people, this might surprise many of the cynics and critics and skeptics out there. uh, Many, many people have not been vaccinated and many, many people are doing things for themselves based on sensible literature, which propounds the idea that if you maximally enhance the immune system and use supplements and remedies that have a, a definite historical and increasingly pharmacological explanation, you have a good chance of building up an adequate resistance to, its, uh, to getting it. Now, I'm not saying whether I'm a vax or an anti-vax. All I'm saying is many, many people, patients, good friends, clients of mine choose to work along the nutritional pathway. And in that context, one of the things that I recommend to them, uh, regardless of whether they've been vaccinated or not, is that they go on to supplements such as quercetin and particularly the other half dozen supplements, which are very inexpensive in Dr. Cabot's text, on page number 62. Quisetin, let me say, in my opinion, particularly after reading again the text, the truth about COVID-19 by McCullough and Cummins, Quisetin would have to be seen based on the US experience and documentation as one of the most significant substances one can take to resist the virus, but also in order to support the immune system subsequent to the infection and to stop the acceleration of what could be
0: a long COVID experience. Good afternoon, Leonie. Uh, we're, we're trying to help your son today. Well, how can uh, Dennis help?
2: Um, he has folliculitis yes. on the back of his head. Yes. Um, he's tried a Rakuten tablet, yes. Novusone, Oil and Clindatec. Okay.
1: Folliculitis, for the sake of listeners, is an infection of the hair follicle and it can become well, it's an infection, it can become itchy, it can, yep. it can discharge, and it can be rather stubborn. How long has uh, your son had it, Leonie?
2: About four years. How four. old is he? 26.
1: Okay. Uh, i recommend a couple of things. Uh, mm-hmm. f- uh, th- none of them are expensive, but yep. uh, uh, regardless of what he has used or not used, in this situation, I would be recommending he use a topical preparation based on tea tree oil. Now, let, let me just mm-hmm. explain why. Tea tree oil has a very well-known, uh, an understandable antimicrobial effect; hence, its use as a topical application, even in a similar condition such as acne. So, uh, and you can purchase uh, numerous preparations of tea tree oil uh, from a pharmacy or a health food store. You can purchase either a lotion or what he might like to do to start with is to use a tea tree shampoo. And I frequently use that uh, because it's a good shampoo, not that I've got folliculitis, but I frequently uh, use tea tree as a shampoo, but he could follow it up then by a topical application, maybe an ointment or a cream based on tea tree oil there is a, a starting base for him uh, he presumably has been prescribed antibiotics
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. okay
1: uh, look if he wants to take something orally that might be useful and inexpensive the herb echinacea e-c-h-i-n-a-c-e-a has uh-huh. has some useful antimicrobial or mild antibiotic characteristics, echinacea and or the American herb known as golden seal, preferably in combination and preferably in a liquid preparation, taken orally in a dose-related form uh, prescribed by a compounding pharmacist or a medical herbalist such as myself. If he wants to use an oral medication, those two herbs would be my favourites. But try the topical applications based on the tea tree oil first.
0: All right, thank you so much, Leone. We may or may not get all the way through here, but Robin Maitland, you've got that um, chest complaint. I only got about 30 seconds, Robin, so hit Dennis with it.
2: Okay, David. Uh, Dennis, I, I keep getting a chest cold every yes. time from my grandchildren from yes. daycare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happens is I'm sick for another four to six weeks, each and I keep getting it. Dear, dear. And I can't afford to buy all the everything. No, no. All the, no. But at the moment I'm taking astragalus eight, yeah, and yeah. I'm taking echinacea. Can yeah. okay. you think of anything that would be good for me to yeah. deal with this problem?
1: What I would say, and I'm very, I'll be very quick and probably not do justice to your question, but you're taking a few good things... Astragalus, I think, is a little bit um, uh, left field for this. It's a good herb to build up resistance to to serious viral infections. But to me, uh, the Echinacea approach that you're adopting is good. But I would be recommending it with a well-known herb that most medical herbalists know, which is called Elecampane. I'll spell it E-L-E-C-A-M-P-A-N-E. Elecampane, in conjunction with Echinacea, is a favourite combination taught... To Western Herbalists, you take that in a liquid form from a compounding pharmacist or a prescribing herbalist, and you also use what are called garlic pearls. All now, right. If you take that... I think that would give you an edge.
0: All right, Robin, like you said, uh, Dennis, not enough time to get right into it. But pity, we've pity. run out of time. Thank you so much as always. A time,
1: didn't we? Oh, of course, That black T-shirt that did it
0: That's what it was. Um, All right, another Health Naturally next week. We'll delve into your topic a little bit further next week. Dennis. We will. We didn't bit, really a bit get a bit there controversial, today.
1: controversial, a bit controversial. <laughs>